Okay. After Hank has crushed my soul here for a second, um, I wanted to start today's episode off. Man, I'm really good at starting these off. I need to start with a hook. The hook for today is don't fuck around in order to find out. That's what we're talking about today. And I felt like yep. this was so, so important to talk about, considering what we just talked about. When did we record the podcast that's coming out on the 14th, Angel? Did we record that like two days ago? Like Sunday, I think? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. And now it's so, Wednesday. And now it's Wednesday. You know, in the past two days, I had I had an offer get sent to me. And it just fits so perfectly with what we were talking about as far as value and, like, where people hold their value. And, and we talked so, so, so much about, like, why getting clear on who the person that you want to help is with your backstory and, and how that helps you find the right sponsors. And it's been crazy. So, Angel, you and I are going to have a meeting with Courtney and Zach um, on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Both of them are are students in the Sponsorship Secrets Mastermind. And both of them called me asking the same, the same question, which was, I don't know where to go from here. Like, am I in a place to be able to start talking to sponsors now? And I was, I, you know, I would respond with, what do you mean? Like, what are you confused on? What is the thing holding you back? And they're like, well, I really think that I yeah. need to get my website together, really need a logo together. Like, I don't know if I'm ready to start talking to sponsors yet. And so I asked Courtney specifically, I said, Courtney, tell me about what it is that your nonprofit does. And she said, well, mm -hmm. I help women get started racing. And I said, okay, but who, like, what kind of woman are you helping to get racing? And she's like, well, you know, the girls who have never raced before that want coaching or the racers like Miranda Tweeten who are already there and they just need a little more support or the people in between that just need another class to really get them started. And I'm like, yeah, but that's so many people, Courtney. Like, that's where yeah. you're trapped and you're confused is because you're thinking, I need to be able to get gear to give away. I need to be able to start this class. I need to be able to do this thing. I need to be able to collect p enough people to pay for national travel like you're so focused on so many different things you need to focus on one person that you help and that will help you decide the first thing that you want to do to help somebody and that will make it easier yeah. for you to be able to go talk to sponsors right so if you decide that you want to help the middle the middle stage women hey just get comfortable mm -hmm. please the middle stage women where they are They've taken their first couple of races and they're ready to take it seriously. Jeez, Hank, mm. lay down. They're ready to take it seriously, but they need the extra backing to be able to start. Um, they need the extra training to take it to the next level. Now you, now you have a purpose. Now you have a person you can describe and the exact problem that they're mm -hmm. they're struggling with. These people are they're the top end of C class, but they can't go into B class because they're going to get crushed. They're like at least a lap and a half behind pace of B class, but they're, they're yeah. too out outpacing the class that they're currently in the novice class. So they need a class that will mm -hmm. a, a, like clinic that will teach them the skills they need to help up their skills and make them competitive in their new class. Like you can speak to that one yeah. person and that will help you be able to lock in. Like, you know, you want middle branded to top end gear, you know, we're done with the women's like child's boots. You're ready for, protective boots you're done with um motocross gear you're ready to start getting enduro gear like 
You're starting mm-hmm. to hone in on the one thing you could do to help this person. Is it a clinic giveaway? Are you going to mm-hmm. make an online course to help this person? Like we need to start with one thing and that mm-hmm. will help you go forward and ask people for, for sponsorships and help you make it easier to talk about what it is you do. Cause when I ask you, what does your nonprofit do? All you say is you help women in motorsports. And it's like, that's, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I help women in motorsports too, but I help them very specifically. So it's a matter yeah. of tell me what it is you do to help women in motorsports and you can't because you help them in so many different ways that it gets lost mm-hmm. and you don't know where to start. And yeah. then, and that's why it's so important to get very clear on what it is you do. And I got a message this morning. Um mm-hmm. We had also talked about, so this is important to to lay the groundwork while we talk about this, is that we are not perfect by any means. This is a learning experience. Sometimes sponsorship and and marketing and just like running a business in general gets messy. And I understand Mm -hmm. that I'm flawed and we're about to talk about the flaw that I had and what I learned from it today. Cool. (laughs) Okay. Angel, Angel, you're going to hear it too. We're, we are both guilty of this. So. I had a girl message me after not talking to me for at least a year, at least a year. And the one time I rode with her, she was very angry (laughs) Um, that just about everything. Like she didn't have a good time Mm -hmm. on the bike. It was not awesome to go riding with this person. And it's just the whole situation was really negative. But when we got home to her place, because I stayed with her for a couple of days because it was I was passing through on the way from one place to another. Um, I hosted a a sponsorship class at her house. So she knew that I did sponsorship, but she spoke of it as an entrepreneur. She had run five businesses. Let's, uh, let's make up an imaginary name for this person, Angel, to make this easier. Who are we, what are we going to name this person? Gina. Gina. Okay. (laughs) So let's say, okay. So I, I hung out with Gina for, for a couple of days. I hosted a sponsorship mastermind at her house. Um, and she only half paid attention to the class. She was interested. She was curious about it. But at the end of it, she was like, that's all really cool. I run five different businesses. I kind of know how this stuff works. Like, I don't, I don't need to know. Like, I already know all that stuff. I've done it before. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Like, that's awesome. You know, and it was there was just this weird tension that happened. And we've talked about this, about clicky clicks. Um, and that kind of developed into a click where I don't necessarily enjoy Gina's, um, like, I, we'll be real. I don't enjoy Gina's personality, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like how they present themselves. I think they have good intentions. I just genuinely don't think that I get along with this person. Um, yeah. And and I've learned that the type of of people that she's around I also don't frankly like being around and that really comes Mm -hmm. to sticking to your values and and being polarizing you have to not like some people in order to find your people you can't like them all um yeah but Gina sent me a message this morning uh and let me read it for everyone she said hey Hope you are well. I've been enjoying watching your growth in writing abilities. I wanted to ask if you would possibly have an interest in joining our nonprofit to help with corporate sponsorship and social media content. We have a killer group of women and we need one more badass to complete our group. And I think you would make an amazing fit. Um, and 
the first thing I read, especially after we just talked about value and making things easier for people and talking about proposals that have been sent to me, I don't know what this person's asking me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really don't, you know. Um, in joining our nonprofit to help with corporate sponsorship and social media content, like, am I about to be hired on, on step? You know, there was a lot of questions that I had that I wasn't really clear on. So I sent her a message back and I said, I have a meeting in a few hours. Let me confer with the crew. Do you have more details on the nonprofit? Is it a board position you're offering? What kind of sponsorship partnerships are you looking for? For what purpose are they being gathered for? Does the nonprofit have membership fees? What's the monetary structure of the nonprofit? Can you accept monetary sponsorships or is it only value-based sponsorships? Because some nonprofits can't accept money donations. They can only mm -hmm. collect their money through membership fees. Ooh, otherwise, everything else has to be like, value market valued you know you gift yeah. them five thousand dollars worth of merchandise and that's considered a five thousand dollar sponsorship that kind of stuff yeah um yeah because you know there's there's so much that goes into like i i don't understand if it was a board position or if she was asking me to give to like sponsor the nonprofit. there was there was mm -hmm. so much left unsaid so i asked her a whole bunch of clarifying clarifying questions and her response was here's the website which can provide more information we basically offer support to female motorcyclists, whether it be in the form of monetary or training support. The position is a board position. We are looking for monetary donations, item donations, or raffles online. No membership fees. We accept all types of donation. We offer training, race entry coverage, injury and illness funds, etc. And we are a full support women's writing nonprofit. It sounds nice. It sounds really pretty. I didn't even open the website because <laughs> I don't have time for that. She didn't answer a single one of my questions. Um, yeah. I still don't know what she wants from me. She said the position is a board position, which clarifies mm -hmm. that she wants me to join the board, but I still don't understand what it is she wants from me. What is it that yeah. I'm going to be doing for this nonprofit? You know, um, especially in terms of like, we offer support to female motorcyclists, whether it be in the form of monetary or training. Does she want me to give up spots in the clinics for my class? Am I going to yeah. be operating out of Arizona where this is? Am I going to be, I think it's actually out of Texas. Am I going to be like acting as an agent? Am I going to get paid? Do I need to yeah. actually travel out here and like make connections with these people? Like, I still don't understand what she wants from me. And it was at this time that I actually sent you a screenshot. And the rest of this message mm -hmm. isn't isn't important past this point because yeah. we're guilty of this. We are guilty of this. And this is a learning moment. I sent yep. you those messages and you, you had some really great extra questions about things like, well, is it a direct conflict of interest if you both run different coaching companies? Now, there's a third coach on that board of directors, which is cool. Um, and I have, I have no problem with like direct competition, but it was very much so like I got the vibe and you got the vibe that this nonprofit was mm -hmm. set up to pay for her, to pay for Gina's specific coaching business because the mm -hmm. rest of the coaches she has on her team are in like California and new, like they're not even close to where mm -hmm. she's at, but it's based out of where she's at. Everybody else is like mm -hmm. across the United States. So it, was, it very much was set up to feel like she's the one benefiting from this nonprofit, which fair, because you can do mm -hmm. that. And in fact, mm -hmm. I've taught people how to do that. Um, mm -hmm. So then I brought all of this to Nick and I was like, you remember this girl that I was telling you about, Gina, and all this nonsense? And he looked me dead in the eye and he goes, 
why why are you messaging her in the first place? Like it's completely unnecessary to be messaging her if you know you don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And and in that instance, he he straight up said to me, he's like, listen, I know that this isn't the best way this is going to come off. But right now, what this sounds like is you're finding an excuse to fuck around. That's that's what this sounds like. Just for just for the sake of getting a message and having something to talk about when you could spend that time doing mm-hmm. something beneficial to the seven other like businesses that we <laughs> run right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was one of those like slap in the face moments of, of you're right. Like there's absolutely yeah. no reason. And, and sorry, I missed the most important part of this, this conversation. He specifically said, don't waste your time on somebody that has given you a problem, has never shown you they're serious because what you need, you're at a point where you have something good. It's growing. People are seeing it get traction. Everybody's going to want a piece of that success. Don't mm-hmm. waste your time and energy on somebody who's already given you bad vibes, is kind of wishy-washy, kind of whatever, when there's somebody out there who will send you a message that says, hey, I want to work with your sponsorship program. I've already sent the money to your bank account. When can I schedule a meeting with you? Yeah. So I guess kind of that value like that you're talking about, like your value, somebody who recognizes your value as a sponsorship coach, that's what they can learn from you and everything, as opposed to somebody who it's great to get offered these things, but that's not really your like you living up to your potential by talking to this person. Like, whereas if somebody else comes up to you and they're like, I really like admire the things you talk about, whatever. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think it's, it's more so. And I've had this conversation with my mastermind too, where I've had to raise the prices on my mastermind because Mm -hmm. the group got bigger than 10 people at one point. Um, And I can't give them individualized attention as one coach. I would need to hire more people, um, Mm -hmm. more alumni outside of that, or raise the prices so that there was a harder point of entry to give Mm -hmm. everybody the individualized attention they deserved. Like those were the two Mm -hmm. options. And the people in the mastermind wanted the higher prices. They didn't want more people. They wanted higher prices because they valued that that ability to work so closely and and it's it's the same same kind of deal of like sponsors will not don't waste your time on sponsors that drag you along Mm -hmm. in hopes of never writing you a check for the recognition Mm -hmm. of like doing something half half haphazardly um instead of working with a sponsor where on that first meeting you click and they immediately say yes I want to work with you like Mm -hmm. we got to sit down and hash this out more but yes I want to work with you you know like I value you so much that I'm willing to put a deposit to like hold my spot in your sponsorship thing right that's what Nick was saying is is don't don't deal with somebody that wants to take your attention away from something that matters as opposed to somebody who would come up to you and say, I am so excited to have the, even the opportunity to talk to you that I'm willing to pay you whatever you want. Yeah. For your services and, and your 
recognition and everything that you have going for you that's different from somebody else. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. For sure. So the moral of the story is don't fuck around to find out, you know, like, I know I'm guilty of it. Angel, I know you're guilty of it where you message somebody because I don't know about men out there, but I know women, we specifically need more details so that we can talk about it more. Yeah. (laughs) And like, as the conversation would go on, I would take screenshots and I would send them to you and both of us would be like, what the fuck is going on right now? You know, and we'd have, we'd have a little conversation, like trying to dissect what was going completely unnecessary. The whole thing's unnecessary. We shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. It's a waste. No, but so that kind of relates to the thing that happened to me the other day about, you know, I, so again, I, I have no like clue what things happen in this realm that Catherine's talking about. So like, I'm just trying to make it more relatable for people out there who are new and trying to like, just give a different way to like, think about it. So in, in what I'm thinking is like, I recently had somebody reach out to me who I don't like and I don't like talking to and they give me anxiety and I don't like the way they make me feel. And it was the same thing. I gave them time. I gave them, I was talking to them and having a conversation to them before I ended up shutting it down. It was just like, no, I, 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 I came to the conclusion that Nick said for you, it, it was basically like, this person isn't worth this time because I know that, the outcome isn't going to change of what I already know this person to be like. So that I I was just like, no, I'm done with that. I'm not going to waste time on somebody who's just going to basically like kick me around or whatever versus people who actually want to talk to me, who want to help me, who people that I, you know, can essentially make money with as opposed to somebody who is is giving me nothing, absolutely nothing, or I can go talk to people and get things set up for my future. And so what, what, what am I going to do? Am I going to spend this energy and this excess energy on this thing? That's not good for me. But like you said, it's the, I wanted more details. I wanted to know, and I don't know what it is, but that's the that's the easiest thing I can relate it to right now, just because that's something that's so fresh in my mind. So, yeah. And and so how I want people to take this message, you know, not only for yourself, take it for yourself, especially for yourself and save save your time and your energy and put it towards the right resources. But know that these are very real things that business owners get all mm-hmm. the time. Nick knows it because he's run over seven different businesses with his brothers and they hear every single time they start a business, they're like, we get it when we're slow and we're first starting, we entertain the people who aren't worth our time and energy because we feel like we need something to fill the slow time and it's not worth it Mm -hmm. because then they just bring all their friends, all their friggin' life sucking friends all come with like, don't entertain it. Don't deal with it. But how that goes for you, if you're if you're going after sponsorships, if you're going after partnerships, if you're applying to a job, don't Mm -hmm. ever make somebody have to take time and energy out to try and understand what you're trying to get them to do or want them Mm -hmm. to do. Like like in this message with Gina, Gina, air quotes. Um, She didn't answer my questions. She just sent me a website and told me to go find the answers myself. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. 
Same thing with the on the last podcast episode. I had somebody send me a racer. It was an email that said, hi, I would love to be sponsored by your company. Please see the PDF. Mm-hmm. So then I had to open the first PDF and that PDF was just an introduction paragraph. And then I had to close out of it and open another PDF. Like I'm not doing that. And Brian, Brian, the chief marketing officer of Sherco was supposed to be on today. Um, mm-hmm. But he's going to come Monday or Tuesday instead to do a recording. So we'll launch it next week. Surprise, the chief marketing officer of Sherco is coming on. I did a Woo-hoo. poll on LinkedIn about what is the thing that like that makes you throw uh, a sponsorship meeting request in the delete bin before you even open it. And Brian's his biggest pet peeve is laziness. He's like, the second I have to dig to figure out what it is you want, what it is you need for me, if I have to ask you a single clarifying question outside of what time or day does the meeting need to happen, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to, thanks, but no thanks. Like, if I if I have to do active work outside of scheduling a meeting mm-hmm. to get to know you, I don't want it. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, a lot of times, like, I was thinking about it and it's kind of like a respect. Like if you want to work with this person, like you were saying, um, you know, you're going to be excited about it, right? You're going to be excited to want to work with this person. Like say I'm coming to you for a sponsorship. I'm excited to come to you. I'm excited to potentially work with you. There's a lot of cool things. I'm not going to waste your time and just be like, Hey, do you want to work together? And just leave it at that. I'm, I, Again, being somebody who has an HR background and have read millions of um, like uh, resumes and cover letters and stuff, I'm going to give you as many details as I can of what I want from you and how you can help me, how I can help you, all of that stuff, just like everything you've been saying, because that's my respect for you, because I'm excited to work for you. I don't want to have to go like, I mean, of course, you're always going to have an exchange, like you said, about dates and stuff like that. Um but the less that you have to ask me, um, the more interested you'll be. And that sounds really weird, but because it seems counterintuitive, right? Like we're always taught, like you want people to ask you questions, like you want to seem interesting, but that's not always the case. When it comes to people who get millions of these things a year, you, you can't, you just can't. They just don't have the time. Like you said, like, like you, you do how many different things in the day and you don't have time to sit there and try and figure out this thing or that thing or that thing. You don't, you don't have time. It's just, it's not in your wheelhouse right now. So. Yeah. And let me give another example. So Zach runs Carolina dirt bike rentals. And for Mm -hmm. those who don't know, um, Zach from Carolina dirt bike rentals, his whole thing, it sounds like he does dirt bike rentals, which he does, but that's not actually his business. When I say he helps a very specific person, he does a very specific thing. He helps veterans, um, active duty or retired, get off the X. That's his mission. And when he describes X, he means he has this whole beautiful mission statement. And the multiple events that I've done with him have been incredible. They always bring tears to my eyes. It's great. But it's always about honoring fallen members And it's about helping recently retired veterans transition to civilian life because that's the highest risk of suicide. So it's a lot of suicide prevention and it's a lot of um, just creating a community for these veterans to help transition and talk about a lot of the things that they struggle with. But Zach, for the life of him, can't convey that in a message. (laughs) 
for the life of them. Love you, Zach, if you're listening to this. I don't actually know if you listen to these or not, but gosh, because so he sent me a message. Zach is in my mastermind. So this is the kind of help that you get when you join the mastermind. Um, Zach sent me a screenshot. He reached out to X Grip. Zach has signed so many sponsors. It's ridiculous. He's got like Enduro Engineering and he's got Phoenix Handlebar. He's got so many brands that are in the motorsports industry. He's like the most in the industry connected person I know. It's insane um, <laughs> that he gets it to work for him. It's great. But for everyone he signs, he misses 10 really good opportunities because he struggles with this exact concept of putting it all out, but but keeping it short and simple, too. Like, it's so hard. And that's why we have a copywriter that helps us, too. One of these days, we're going to bring Lauren in for a podcast episode, and that's going to be awesome, too. But for the mastermind, we have a copywriter that helps with words if you ever need her. Um, but so he sent this to me. He screenshotted a conversation with Xscript where he said just straight off the bat, he messaged them on Instagram. He said, Hey guys, what's a good email to get in touch with your marketing department? Have a great weekend. And that was it. And, and that's fine. That's good. Sometimes it works. And they responded with, hello, thanks for your message. Could you briefly share what you're looking to discuss or inquire about? Kind regards, right? They asked him, what do you want? And he mm -hmm. said, well, we recently surveyed our database and XGRIP had a strong showing. I'd love to talk about what we found and see if we have your target audience, which is good but it's not great because that's the exact message. Here's a hack. So if you're listening, you should like pause, rewind and go back because people pay me for this one. That exact message word for word is the first email I have my students send or the first LinkedIn message they send. But Zach didn't mm -hmm. send that for his first message. He had started a conversation and sent that as his first message. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about this. This is what that meeting. This is why Courtney and Zach are the same right now. Yeah, I'd love to see if I have your target audience. And they said, I don't really understand what you're talking about. Could you explain a bit more? Do you want to be an Xscript dealer or do you mean a sponsorship? That's because they asked him a question and he didn't answer it. Yeah. And okay. so he responded with, hey, guys, I'm referring to sponsorship. I typically like to reach out to my audience and see what brands they're interested in learning about and using before I reach out to the brand to talk sponsorship, I found doing this creates a better return on investment for the brands that we work with. It was a good response. It was clever. Mm -hmm. But he didn't tell them what he does. They didn't, he didn't tell them why it would be valuable for them. He didn't give them anything other than I want to talk, which is fair. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I tell them in the first message, like right when they start. I say, this is what you lead off with. You'll get a response. He got a response but he didn't answer the response in a way yeah. that makes any sense. And what did they do? They said, sorry, we don't do that. And if you take mm -hmm. that $7 class, you'll know that sorry, we don't do that is one of the seven deadly objections. And that just means that they don't believe you have their best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. That means that they don't believe that there's anything in it for them. Yeah. Because you didn't show them what it is that you want. You made them work too hard for it. They gave you two chances and mm -hmm. you didn't do it. Yeah. And it's just <clears throat> the importance of being able to say what you do is incredible. Like if you can't say what you do and who you help, even if you have surveyed your database, even if you have 
sent out your survey and you have all that stuff and you really want to talk about it in a meeting, sometimes they need you to tell them what you want before they agree to a meeting and you have to respect mm -hmm. that. Yeah. That's how you get them in the meeting and show them that you care about them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I've I've been in meetings like that before where I'm like, what is this regarding? Because like that I need to know who to bring. Yeah. Like, is this like, am I bringing my direct supervisor or am I bringing like my coworker? Am I bringing like somebody who I supervise because like, what are we talking about here? Like what, you know, sometimes that, that really makes all the difference. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just, I can't paint it enough. Do not fuck around with people because they will not find out. Yeah. Cannot stress it enough. It's going to be a that super makes short podcast. a lot of sense. So. Yeah. It's going to be a short podcast episode. Hank's doing whatever the fuck Hank's doing. Um, that's pretty much all I got. I don't know if this is going to be a bonus episode or the actual episode, but that's what I got. Uh, you can there go it ahead. is. Okay. Well, okay. did you have any last thoughts or or anything about don't fuck around to find out? Um... No, I don't think so. I think I think that it's a very good thing to keep in mind. Um, like, I think it's it's good that you pointed it out. Like, like you said, we're both we're both guilty of it. I think a lot of people are really guilty of it of giving time to something that you don't need to. But I think, like I said, that's kind of that part of knowing your own worth. Like, why am I going to give this time and energy to it? Like, is it going to be worth it for me? And then deciding that. But then, like, also having the respect for who you're talking to when you go to a sponsor and making sure that you have that respect for their time as well. And yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And... I mean, it just keeps coming back to the title, I guess. Don't fuck around to find out. <laughs> like, yeah. don't, 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 like, try and, it's, so this is something that I tell my students, right, is I, I want them to really be short and concise. So that's why that first message that Zach sent, like, hey, we recently surveyed our database, um, would, and we found that your company had a strong showing, would love mm -hmm. to schedule a meeting to see if our audience is aligned, something like that. That works if that's your first message. If that's your yeah. first message, totally works. You should never, ever be that ambiguous in a reply, though, when when there's a, yeah. a specific question being asked. And if they ask you a question and you don't know the answer to it, then you need to ask them to clarify their question, just like I did yeah. when I asked, like, 7 million different questions. I'm like, I don't know what you, like, we're hunting for a very specific answer. And mm -hmm. something that I tell everyone, and we'll probably make a separate podcast episode about it, is that objections are just unanswered questions. And objections are when a sponsor or a potential sponsor you're talking to says something dumb that doesn't make sense to you. When they say something like, we don't have the budget for that, but they're clearly yeah. shelling out the dough. Or in Zach's case, like, 
we don't have a sponsorship program. And Zach like Mm -hmm. sent me three pictures of people that they sponsor, you know, like that's (laughs) an objection when you feel like they're just trying to be nice to you. That's an unanswered question. Yeah. And that's because you didn't answer the freaking question. (laughs) Like answer the question. Don't, yeah, don't say everybody is like behind the cloak kind of person. It just doesn't work and it's not cool. And yes. it leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And I think, I think this is what I w- w- was forgetting is that we do it out of fear. We do a yeah. lot of it out of fear when it comes to interacting with a sponsor, right? When, when we send those, cause in the picture, in the, the chat with Gina, you know, mm-hmm. she said like three three weird words in a row. I row. I was wondering possibly if maybe you would consider, right? Something like that. Yeah. We do that cuz we're scared and it it makes us not want to say what we want. It's like a it's like a triple negative. It's like, okay, that's a lot of maybe. What do you actually want from me? Do you maybe potentially kind of want this or do you want it? Like mm-hmm. that's how I think about it. Yeah, and And it's just like that comes down to that confidence thing, too. When you have the value in yourself, you have that confidence and you need that. Like, don't don't ever walk into something saying maybe potentially, possibly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if you're avoiding saying what you want. Like, we can tell that you don't want to ask it. And that's because you don't value the thing you're asking for. You don't think it's worth that much. You don't think it's worth whatever it is. You feel like it's an inconvenience to ask somebody something. But if if you truly believe that what you do helps other people, and this is why I say racers really struggle with this. If you take away racing, what do you have left? Because we all think racing doesn't help anybody. That's something we've internalized. Like me getting podiums Mm -hmm. does not help other people. So I need you to really think if you take away racing, what do you have left? How do you inspire people? Like, what is the thing that you have done that you have survived that you have lived through that inspires other people that you can help people with? And that needs mm-hmm. to become your story. Um, and then that becomes like a greater, a greater purpose, a greater mission or a greater something that you can tell sponsors. And that adds value, just like with Zach with the suicide prevention, like, yeah. It's something that he survived, you know, he lost a couple of his friends and he survived that own fight that he had with himself. And now he can take that and help other veterans struggling with that. And that's something that he believes is so important, so strongly mm-hmm. that he no longer has fear of asking people, because why wouldn't somebody want to help with that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it doesn't have I to mean, be anything grand either. Like, I haven't gone through any of that hardship, but I've gone through breakups. I've gone through fighting with spouses on bikes. I've gone through just being a woman on a dirt bike and like menstruating. Like if I can (laughs) educate women and make their journey on dirt bikes easier, why wouldn't I want to find somebody that can help me do that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So make it all easier. I like it. Yep. (laughs) Cool. Okay, those are my final thoughts. Um, oh shoot, Brian was supposed to have the dad joke. Oh, it's on you. Oh, I forgot to do my shameless plug. Um, no. I have yeah, a seven dollar course. Yeah, shameless plug. I have a seven dollar course. It's super cool. It teaches you actually how to 
do this for yourself, right? It sounds really basic, but it's got the step-by-step, what it takes to get a sponsor's attention if you really need to hone in on your audience and all of that. Like, what is it about your audience that gets a sponsor's attention? It also teaches you how to reach out to people, how to find the right people, how to find their information. And there's a step-by-step list. I showed you the first message today, but there's like seven messages in a row that you send to sponsors. It's called the Perfect Follow-Up Framework, a.k.a. Ghostbusters. How to Never Get Ghosted by Sponsors Again. It's my favorite title of all of my lessons. And that's <laughs> if you bring something to a sponsor and they say like, oh, yeah, sure, send me a proposal. And then you never hear from them again. That addresses <laughs> that whole problem. And then the seven secret questions training also in that $7 course covers objections, the seven deadly objections that got kind of talked about in this this podcast. Um If you want to know what all those questions are, all of the emails I have, you want to get access to all of the scripts, you want to build this for yourself, it's a $7 course. It's just www.leakymushroommotoranch.com backslash sponsorship or go to www.leakymushroom.com and go to the sponsorship tab. Um, That's my that's my shameless plug. Seven dollars. Like, why wouldn't you price of a Starbucks coffee? You could learn how to actually sign sponsors for tens of thousands of dollars, get in newspapers and podcasts. And and it's done wonders <laughs> for my students. So that's it. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting good at this. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. Thanks <laughs> lending me his warmth. I've lulled him to sleep. That's great. So right. now it's time for today's sponsored dad joke brought to you by Angel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you call two ducks and a cow? I want to, it's got to be like a duck, duck, goose joke. I have no idea. Quackers and milk. No, no, (laughs) no. Oh, man. You've got to, when Brian comes on, you have to tell him the caliber of her jokes and then he's got to do better. (laughs) yeah and we still haven't recorded the other two podcasts i said i said we were going to talk about like the language the secret language of sponsorship and there's one more i'm gonna have to watch the last episode and say what i promised the audience because i totally ignored it so oh that's funny all right sorry everyone next time (laughs) yeah all right bye bye